Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday at 9 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, here on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Good morning, Ventura. Hey, I love these Sunday mornings. These Sunday mornings in the beautiful uh, how's 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 the weather today? We got uh, some clear skies. Are we still in the June gloom of Ventura County? Hey, um, this is going to be our last Sunday. We're going to move to Saturday. Is that cool? I don't know. It depends where you are. Uh, we've been really kind of building a good following on Sunday morning here. I hate to uh, pull a switch on you, but we got a really good time on Saturday, and uh, looks like that's what we're going to be headed to. I think we'll get uh, a more convenient time for more listeners so we can get the word out. Uh, we're going to be every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Uh, and uh, lots of lots of good stuff headed into the uh, second half of 2019 here. Uh, we're going to do a different kind of show today than you've been hearing. Uh, the last show we did, which was kind of on the three greatest risks to running out of money in retirement, was a, a sort of a technical uh, planner's show on on how to plan for a portfolio and take care of it. And we got a lot of calls on it. That's why I kept it going for several weeks because it just kept getting calls. Uh, but I wanted to do something new. And um, we have in the past been very heavy on and heavy meaning intensive, covering a lot of details on the economy and where the economy is going. And I've always tried to give you good basic economics because it's a, it's a, tricky subject uh there are those that are the nerds that just want to know uh, all the the ticks and talks of the economy and what's happening and all that but but at the end of the day i have a purpose to it and the purpose is that i've got to take care of my clients i've got to take care of their retirement funds uh, i've got to make sure that during the most crucial period of their life that those funds aren't lost but that they are growing too so uh, I run a, a razor's edge between <laughs> between. Okay, should I put this by the negative or did I put it the positive? Uh, if I if I make them a lot of money and I keep that income going so that they live a comfortable retirement, then I'm a hero. So I guess the other side of it is, Whitey, you run out of money on me, or Whitey, you lose money in a market. I'm coming after you. So I, I have a very practical reason to look at economics. And uh, over the years, we've done a lot of work. And you're going to hear from two sides today because this is the thing. And I think I'm going to wear this flag proudly in the coming shows. And for part of our show is I'm not going to slant it. I'm going to give you all the slants and let you decide. And today you're going to get a taste of that because I'm going to put a bowl up next to a bear we're going to look at what they're both saying. Over time, if you keep listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio, now every Saturday at 10 a.m., this is your last Sunday, uh, then you will be able to, oh, but, and I'll tell you about the podcast in a minute because, of course, we're always on podcasts, but you're going to be able to hear both sides of the story. Things are going great. We got a great run ahead, and things are about to blow up. And I'm going to let you decide, but I'm going to tell you both sides of the story. 
I'm not going to get into it from a partisan political view. And I'm not even going to get into it from a partisan of what serves me or what helps me get more clients type of view. Cause I'm kind of sick of that kind of sick of, uh, uh, look, I'm not an economist. Okay. I'm a financial planner. Um, I'm an insurance guy, but I need to understand economics to take care of my people. What I don't like is these people that are planners and come on as their economists. And at the end of the day, I know where they're getting their data. They're connected like I am to Harry Dent or they're part of a network and they're regurgitating some other economists data and they're just regurgitating because that fits their party line and they're not really doing their own homework. So uh, I'm going to really dig this here. We're going to talk to lots of economists. Uh, I have an interview. Now, t- today what we're going to do is I'm going to go over two opposing viewpoints. We're going to look at where Harry Dent, who is a major bear, where he's coming from, what is the story, why does he feel we are still in a bubble, a bubble that's about to burst bigger than we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And we're going to talk to Logan Motoshami, who I am proud to have. Uh, kind of gotten to have known here recently. Uh, he is down in Orange County, very outspoken, very in your face about uh, this is just a great run up. Oh, I mean, listen, we're going to be doing a uh, live. Well, not live. We're, we'll, we'll actually, we'll do some lives. We, were, we are going to be picking up live streaming. So if you listen to this show, we'll have certain dates where some of these economists will be live. I'm hoping we do that on Monday evenings. You can tune in. You can ask questions and be involved in the live streams. We're starting to set that up. But the first thing I'm going to do uh, after we do some initial stuff on the air and do an audio interview is I will be going out with a film crew, seeing them on site in their offices and interviewing them extensively. You'll be able to see that on YouTube where uh, I'm going to get, you know, really scratch underneath the surface of where this econ, uh, this particular economist is at. What is he projecting or pre- predicting? What is the basis of how he looks at things? And uh, we'll get a lot of varying viewpoints. So you're going to get a taste of that today. I didn't title the show. I guess it's uh, here. Here's a great title. Here's the, the title of today's show. It's been thoroughly worked out. Boom or bust? Question mark. And you'll get to hear both of them. Now, um, I've got a really good package of stuff that I want to give away because one thing I pride myself on in the show is breaking it down for you. That's my job. I have to do that when clients come in my office. Uh, well, you know, we'll get some testimonials, not that I need to hear about myself, but I want to he- you to hear what we focus on. And it's better told by our clients. And we will in the coming weeks and months get some on. One of the things I pride myself on doing is, is really... I'm hard to work with because I insist on my clients being very educated. Uh, sometimes I have to turn them a little bit into a nerd like I might be about product or strategy uh, so that at the end of the day, they're responsible for the decisions they make. I try to give good advice, good education, but the right or wrong, what's perfect for that person is a consultative thing. So they've got to get educated. So uh, a lot of you, my clients will tell you that, you know, if you're looking for a sales pitch, if you want an easy walk in and just, Hey, this is perfect. Everybody buys these widgets, go see somebody else because I'm always going to give you several choices and consult with you on which direction you want to go. So, uh, in doing that, we, we're going to do events on economics and on strategy. We got lots of different stuff. I've got an interview coming up very soon with a Medicare specialist. Totally different tangent. It's just going to be everything you ever want to know about Medicare. Everything you thought you should know or things you didn't know you should know. 
Uh, Jessica Jones is going to be on with me. She is our our lead Medicare consultant at American Legacy Solutions. That is now where we actually broadcast from. We're at the American Legacy Solutions studios. Uh, we are a financial service company led by Jason Cohen, who is an outstanding partner of mine, uh, just a brilliant strategist. And I'm. it's been a renewal in my in my career to have actually hooked up with a younger guy like Jason, who's a great strategist. Let me focus on message. Let me focus on media. Let me focus on connecting with my clients and advocating for them. And so many times I can take a fact find folder, put it all together, hand it to Jason, and he comes up with brilliant strategies. So we are a team and I love working together. We are on the corner of Telephone Road and Victoria on the second floor of the first bank building here in Ventura at American Legacy Solutions, and I'm in the American Legacy Solutions studios. So uh, I can't remember where I got off on telling you all of that, but just want you to be oriented. Oh, I know why. Because here in the facility, we're also building what is called the Financial Learning Lounge. And this is going to be, uh, you know, hors d'oeuvres, lots of educational events. Uh, this isn't to close people or to sell them or it's to just keep the education going. The things I can't cover on the show, we'll be doing more and more events. So you can stay on top of all of this, by the way, by going to our website, which is still being built. Like I've got the testimonials, has a blank space. We're going to be filling up some testimonials. Uh, I am trying to blog. I am trying to get all the show content actually put into the website, but uh, I'm busy. I got a lot of clients. It's It's really hard sometimes to do as much media as I'd like to because I still run a financial service and retirement planning business and I've got clients to work with. So uh, the point is that you can keep up on all of that by going to our website at straighttalkwealth.com. That's straighttalkwealth.com. You can catch all the shows on podcasts there. So if you ever miss a show, uh, you can get on our mailing list, get on our email list, because that's how I keep people informed when we have a new episode. I don't always do new episode every week. So the timing just depends on, on what's happening in terms of how many people are responding. Now, I have an offering today for everybody along the lines of education, along the lines of what we do at American Legacy Solutions, what along the lines of what I've always done in my career is we are big on education and people that want to follow me on this journey or be with me on the journey or even contribute because when we do our live stream, you're going to get to answer questions. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you want to learn about. You're on this educational journey with me. Uh, and uh, I've got maybe a little more time to explore it than you do, which is kind of a great reason to be teamed with me. But we've put out intellectual products in the past, reports and things that have been part of all this. So we try to archive this. We try to record it. Uh, and I'm going to get in the meat again because what we're doing today is boom or bust question mark. And we're going to hear from economists on both sides of the equation. Are we headed for a boom, more boom, a continuous boom, the longest ever historical boom in the history of the economic United States, or are we in the middle of the biggest bubble that we've ever seen? And I'm going to present both sides today, but I want to tell you the way we know you enjoy this, the way we know that this is valuable to you is when you interact with us and when you respond. Now, I wish I had some events coming up. We will soon, and we'll do some shows where you can uh, either attend the events, hopefully live on uh, the web, the 
on the web, on the internet. We'll do webinars and things like that that you just watch at home. Or those that are local here in Ventura love to come into the Financial Learning Lounge. Very informal. We're not selling anything at these events. They're all educational. And they come and they come and they come. It's great. But um, one of the things that I want to do today is offer you an expansion or extrapolation of what we're talking about today, because I'm going to go over my role in the show today is I want to go over some basic concepts. We're going to do an economics 101, but we're going to get a little bit into 102 today. We're going to do 101 and 102. On 101, I want to give you the basics so that when I, you start hearing the talk from the bears and the bulls, you will understand a little bit more deeply where they're coming from. So I'm going to work with you on the 101 here for a little bit today. But in addition, you should call in. You should let us know that this show is valuable to you. And I'm going to give you a couple great items today. When you call this number, write the number down right now so you're uh, alert to it. It's 844-789-7234. It's a toll-free number. It's an 844 number, 844-789-7234, 789-7234. That's also 844-STW-RADIO for Straight Talk Wealth Radio. So that's kind of cool. That's an easy way to remember it, 844-STW-RADIO. What we're going to give away are are a couple, uh, and these are a little bit dated, but you know I've got boxes of them, and I think they're still very, very relevant and will help you understand some of the dynamic forces at play. So uh, if you have not ordered from us in the last 30 days, because I have a limited supply on this, then you do qualify to do this. In fact, if you have ordered in the last 30 days, give us a call anyway. And if I've got extras and we don't use them up, I'll get these out to you. What do we got? One, two, three. I've got three major things I can give you that are going to be very informative. My early report from a few years back is illustrated. It is 45 pages. It's written so a high school sophomore can understand it. But man, it will clear up the concepts of inflation or deflation. And it is called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And in this, I explained to you what would cause a deflationary incident, which is sudden and quick, or an inflation inflationary incident, which tends to happen over longer time, but can happen relatively quickly. Who would be the winners? Who would be the losers? What causes it? How are they different? What's the likelihood of it? Now, it's a few years back. So incidents that we were looking for, prognostication we were making about what could occur have become a little outdated in the report, but the basics are, I think are outstanding on it. If I do say so myself. And I've had a lot of great comments on it. So we're going to give you that report. That's an illustrated 50-page report. We're also going to give you my interview with the former Comptroller USA. This is the person who runs the General Accountability Office of Congress. His name is David M. Walker. He's the former Comptroller USA. He is also the former trustee of Social Security and Medicare. This is the guy that was the CPA over Social Security and Medicare. And he uh, had this to say about Social Security and Medicare. He said, Bruce, they're trust funds. But I'm here to tell you, you can't trust them and they're not funded. So uh, very interesting, about an hour-long interview I did. It is the uncut version. We're going to give you that on CD. And oh, and what's great in this is that David M. Walker, 
like the top CPA of the United States. I didn't go fishing on it, but we got into how it's going to affect boomers. And he went and volunteered to tell me what his portfolio was made of. Like the top, the top guy in the United States that runs as an accountant is telling me what he's got in his retirement portfolio. That's part of the interview. You can have the inflation deflation report. You can have the David Walker interview. It's called the State of the Union's Finances. When you call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. Oh, but that's not all. Okay, I know I sound like a pitch man here, but um, the other thing, I just give, this is what I have on hand. I've got boxes of it. When they're gone, they're gone. I also did an interview with Harry S. Dent a while ago called The Great Gold Bust Ahead. Now, he made some predictions about how rapidly gold would fall, and they were they didn't turn out to be that way. These were his predictions, but I was interviewing him on gold because it was during a time that people were going nuts for gold. But I have to say that when it comes to the basics, he really did get it right in terms of what makes gold shoot up, what makes it phony, what makes it valuable. What is the real basis of investing in gold and what drives that? That's another great interview we have on CD. I'm going to throw all three of those pieces in when you call 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. That last interview is called The Great Gold Bust Ahead. And uh, it is with Harry S. Dent and um, very, very informative. So you got three big subjects because today where I'm going with economic education, uh, you should, you can't learn it all here on the radio, but you should... Uh, you should take advantage of the other things that we're offering. And yes, we're going to update. I'm going to create new properties on this. But while I've still got some boxes left of the stuff that's been done the last few years, you should take advantage of it. 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. Okay, let me look at my notes here on the key terms I want to define with you and talk about my take on Economics 101 and what we're, what is the real risks that are out there today. And then uh, we'll go into the interviews with a couple of the experts. All right. So I want to go over just some basic terms, some basic concepts as economics go. Uh, this is a little bit random, but I think these things will all help you uh, kind of think with what you're about to hear from a couple of the experts. Um, again, what does this mean to us when we are saving for retirement? Well, the first thing is certainly how much am I going to make in the stock market, okay? And is it going to crash or is it going to burn? But but we don't do – in our practice, we're not heavy on trying to play the stock market. We try to be much more predictable about it. One of the differences between my financial license and those of maybe your stockbroker is they have a license to risk your money. I have a license to protect your money. It's a little bit different. I'm mostly protecting it and I'm making it stretch and I'm making it grow and I'm pooling risk so that you can create some sort of private pension for yourself that hopefully, and I just want you to understand this conceptually what we do. When we talk about a private pension, here's what, here's what I'm looking at. When I have a room full of people and I ask the room full of people, I always do this at workshops. It's fascinating. I ask them, how much money do you want to have left over the day that you die? People that are totally invested in the stock market, in the securities markets, 
are usually going to say something like, well, uh, I don't want to take any risks since I don't know when I'm going to pass away. I, I'm going to try to maybe have uh, $100,000 left or maybe a half a million dollars left. So I have a safe margin. Good. That's how they've got to do it because they got to, they got to be careful about how quickly they spend their money. So then I say, I don't care how it's invested. I don't care what the outcome is for the next generation. I'm talking about in an ideal world, in idealdom, how much money would you like to have left in your account the day that you die? And you'll watch the light come on in the room. And finally, people start saying, 10 cents, five bucks. Yeah, in an ideal world, you want to be able to spend your last dollar and, and you don't want to be in a position of not being able to spend with certainty or with comfort because at the end of the day, you got to preserve a portfolio that's just going to go to the kids anyway. I love my kids. If I want to leave money my kids, I'll buy life insurance early on and they can have the life insurance that's left over. But if I want to have a comfortable retirement and I have limited resources, I want to spend all my money and tell the kids, you guys are on your own. Let's get you a financial education and let's let you take care of yourself because mom and dad, we're going to use our retirement funds. So in all of that, the big question is the R word. That is the big question. Are we headed for another 2008 recession and some say a depression? Now, in order to answer that question, we have to look at the things that power an economy. One of the things you'll hear commonly is demographics. Demographics are the study of how many people are in the economy, how many people are participating, what age groups are they? And in a nutshell, I'm going to give you one look at it. Now, you guys that are nerds on this, I you know a couple of them that are my best friends, and I swear you're going to be sending me messages on Facebook going, Bruce, no, uh, what, what, uh, um, um, consumption doesn't drive the economy. Well, we can pick it all apart, but the bottom line is there's an economic theory out there that 70% of the economy, the GDP is made up of consumption of some type. So we look at the characteristics of what the consumer does. When do they buy the most stuff? And the fact is in the average family, spending peaks in the late 40s or early 50s, and about that time when college is done, there's a drastic drop-off in spending. And if spending for consumer goods powers an economy, then one of the things you want to pay attention to is demographics. How is the bulk of our population headed towards major spending or is the bulk of the population going down on spending? Because that's going to tell you trends and growth, etc. Now, I'm taking a fresh look at this. I always had come to believe, and maybe it's true. I mean, I'm, it actually was true, but I want, I'm curious how it's changing now, which goes down to the baby boom generation. The significance of the baby boom generation, for you youngins that don't know about this, is our grandparents, your grandparents, our parents that fought in World War II, that saw when they hit the beaches in Normandy that maybe one-third of them were alive at the end of the day, and two-thirds were, were shot through with bullets the, the second they got off the, the landing boats. Man, when, that, when they came back to America and Europe was devastated and America was still standing and America was able to have industry, those guys did a lot of baby making. 
a lot of baby making, big families, the, you know, horror, hell in their minds. The only thing that could get hell out of their minds was to sack up at night after work and try to forget about what they'd been through. You know, um, that's just how it was. They they made a lot of babies. So we were all born, and I'm telling you, the 1950s and 60s, actually factually from uh, 1946 to 1964, post-World War II, out of 300 million people that are currently in the United States, about 80 million of them were born in that period. So as a demographic, it's always been reasoned that that's very dominant, that you got to follow what the boom is doing because the baby boom is just so dominant in demographics. Now, I think that's changing because we had children too, and those children are starting to move into their peak production and spending years while the baby boom is falling off and the the weighting of that the how what's a, a more severe force now the contraction of the baby boom or the expansion of the millennials i think is worthy of study but this is what started to hit us and this is according to you're going to hear a little bit from harry dent this is a very much a dent school of of the economy uh, some things that harry worked out and harry even did this harry worked out what the spending trends are, like when people spend at their peaks and when they recede. And he looked at how many of people were in those categories that it, in the population of the United States. And he said that peak spending occurs at about 47 years old. And he had a, an ex, a big, uh, what do they call it? An epiphany, and a premonition back in the 90s where he took the S&P 500, or maybe it was the Dow Jones, but one of the major indexes. And he put it next to the birth rate, the uh, immigration-adjusted birth rate in the United States. And he, one, already knew that 47 years old is peak spending for a family when the head of the family is about 47 years old. Because after that, uh, kids start to get out of the house Spending dies down. Children force you to spend. They force you to be a consumer. There's no way out if you have children. You're going to be powering things. So he took a chart of the birth rate. He put it up against the Dow and 47 years offset put them together and they were a total match. Amazing. And he called that the spending wave. And it was very, very accurate. Until the last bubble, until the last collapse in 2008. So this used to be a very dependable sort of barometer of where the economy was going. It's just looking at demographics, looking at peak spending and saying, well, whatever, whatever the demographics are peaking at for peak spenders is when the economy will peak and then it will contract. Very predictable, except in 2008, we did something historical that's never been tried. We shot the economy full of drugs like we've never done before. That was quantitative easing. Now, we had, um, there's other data to know about this because if you're sort of a, 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 a more data driven economist, like Harry's kind of looking at, uh, large trends, long trends. Uh, you're going to hear from Logan and Logan's going to be like, that's all fine and dandy, but to have a real bubble, you've got to have a sector of overinvestment. So let's go back to that for a minute, because this is the thing. Uh, we want to, I want to understand what caused these bubbles. One school is the only thing that caused the bubble. The only thing that caused 
this current bubble is that when the other ones collapse, which were kind of coincidental along the line, but we were going to get a collapse because the baby boom contracted. The Fed just went crazy printing money to take us out of it. The Fed replaced what's called deleveraging. Deleveraging is when things get overpriced, they should shake out. And people that own overpriced assets or debt that was created to buy overpriced assets need to take a hit. They need to fail. Except in 2008, it was so orgiastic that they decided they couldn't let the population suffer that much deleverage. So they printed a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars of manufactured money to flood the system with the money that had just imploded out of it. And that didn't work. So they did another trillion. And they did another trillion. And other countries fell into the pit. And they did trillions in their denominations. And we didn't have a Great Depression. We came out of it. And we came out of it with the longest historic boom that we've ever had. So one school of thought on that would be quantitative easing works. It works. And now we live in an era where it tends to be what the Fed is doing that dominates what stocks do, what dominates the economy. It's all about Fed money printing has become the dominant factor of what drives economies and has replaced demographics. And you'll hear on Harry's uh, soundbite today how he talks about the fact that in 2008, the spending wave went crazy. And as it should have turned the corner into recession, it shot sky high. He is purporting that that is due to the drugs of, uh, of uh, quantitative easing. And that somewhere that drug will wear off and there will be a horrible day of reckoning that we are headed for. Logan's going to tell you we can handle the debt. We can handle the debt that creates it. Logan Motoshami, who is our bear, our bull today, is going to tell you that we can handle the debt. We can live with it and that uh, it's nothing to worry about. So uh, we're going to hear from both sides of that. But I wanted to give you an idea here of the, some of the basics. Like there's a school that when demographics shift, we should implode. Everyone agrees. We bought, we created a bunch of money. We borrow money to create that money. And it, it can work for a long time. It's working really well. We've got the best run. Shut up, bears. You've been saying for a decade that everything was going to fall apart and it didn't. And the bears are saying, no, it just hasn't fallen apart yet. Again, if you want to know more about this, I want you to call today and let us know that you do enjoy these topics. And I want you to uh, order for free the three giveaways we've got today. One is my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And in that report, even though some of the prognostications have become a little dated, the report's about four years old, uh, I still give you a very, very solid plan to understand how to protect yourself from either move, inflation or deflation, uh, if you have a retirement portfolio. i tell you how to protect yourself from both. You'll also get the State of the Union's Finances. It is a 60-minute interview I did with David M. Walker, who is the comp, former Comptroller USA uh, a former trustee of Social Security and Medicare. That'll be a great education on fiscal economics and what the government's doing and, and more about debt and his predictions. And in that interview, you'll actually hear what the Comptroller USA has done to his retirement folio, portfolio to protect himself. And then you will also get a uh, 
interview I did with Harry S. Dent, who you're about to hear from, where we talked about uh, the gold bubble and that the gold bubble would break. It was called uh, the Great Gold Bust Ahead. And uh, that's so you get all of that for free. Just call in. I want you to have this stuff. You need the background. The number for that is 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. That's 844-STW-RADIO, 844-STW-RADIO. Okay, let's get into it with Harry Dent. I'm going to try to just play this and maybe monologue along, monologue alongside it. Uh, if I think he said something that most people might not understand, then I will kind of update you and let you know that, uh, you know, explain what he's talking about. And uh, we'll play it by ear for the second half of the show here. Now, this recording is from, uh, uh, actually, I am a subscriber of the information, so you can't normally get this. But this is called Boom and Bust Elite. If you become a subscriber of Harry Dent's materials, I highly recommend it. Look up dentresearch.com, dentresearch.com. And uh, get a, at least a, a low-end subscription. But this is from last March, and uh, I'll get started on it. And if I think something's not clear, I'll stop. Hi. Welcome to the March PEL webinar, an update on the dark window scenario. Of course, I've been talking about this for many months now. You know, when I realized that the corrections we've been having in 2018 uh, were not the sort of corrections that say a bubble is over and that this bubble is still looking like it wants to run and it's totally consistent with my most important now 90-year what I call bubble buster cycle. So just take note here because Harry Den is defining the current economy as a bubble as opposed to just a growth economy. So uh, that's what we're trying to learn about here, but we'll take another viewpoint in a little bit which is due to peak more like late this year, early next year. So again, let's just take a, a, a relook at all the logic behind this, starting from the big picture down. First slide here, real simple. It shows my spending wave, my breakthrough indicator in 1988, now updated to the present, and boy, was it correlating great through 2008 and nine. You know, the top in 2007, the crash in 2008, early 2009, looked like the Great Depression, winter season starting full force, and then there was QE, quantitative easing. So there he's just reiterating what I described. You had this thing called a spending wave. It matched up demographic birth rates with the growth of the markets. It was right on track. And then at that point, when we went into quantitative easing, they got out of the uh, uh, recession all the correlation between demographics and where the markets were going started to break. And that's what he's describing here. So what's happened since? The markets have skyrocketed, the biggest bubble yet during a down demographic period and during the winter season. Now, by the way, I should clear up really quick what he means by the winter season. So basically, when an economy collapses, there, there's there, he's defined four seasons if you go into his work, a, a summer, spring, winter, and fall. And without getting into all of them, what you find during those seasons, the winter is where things have contracted. There's decay that is dying off in markets. And that's what he said we should have gone into in 07, that we should have gone through a, a bit of a winter so that things can deleverage, clean out, clean up, get rid of the bad stuff and grow again. And his whole common 
commentary for years is that this winter is still coming, but we never got through it. It was spoiled by the work of the Fed adding adrenaline into the economy and that the winter is still coming. So the winter is a season of economic decay and death until it begins to grow back. So this can happen in the winter season because governments stimulate, but they've never stimulated like they have with quantitative easing. Globally coordinated $13 trillion and still rising in printed money that goes into the financial markets and leverages investing. And, and, and the next slide shows the trick to why the markets are now more than double what they should be by this fundamental indicator. And this is still the best fundamental indicator I have for the economy in markets. You look back and say, guess what? Earnings per share. Now, that's a key word here. Earnings per share have gone up 119% as fast, the black line on the top here, as the blue line earnings. And earnings have gone up faster than normal when interest rates are pushed down to near zero and, and, and the cost of financing goes down for companies. That, that just shoots straight to the bottom line as well. But on top of that, what's been happening is companies have been buying back their own shares of stock. That reduces the number of shares outstanding. It makes the earnings per share that much higher leverage. That's just how they've gotten this. Just in 2018 alone, after the tax cuts, over $800 billion of stock buybacks, and its average is five to $600 billion. In other words, out of this 12, 13 trillion, literally about 5 trillion of it or more went into companies buying their own stock. So we have an economy where governments issue record debt instead of deleveraging like you should in the winter season, issue record debt and then buy their own debt to absorb the markets for that debt and to push interest rates down by such buying pressure so they're paying near zero interest adjusted for inflation. Free money. So what he's saying is, is that one, uh, profitability is easy to do when you get a lot of free money to put things together and stimulate the economy. He's also saying that the stock market has been orgiastic because he's saying, what was it, $800 billion? Uh, of buybacks. So he's saying, whether it's true or not, what he's saying is that when companies buy back their stock, then it looks very valuable because the profits per share, the earnings per share go up because there's just less shares in circulation. So you get free money. It looks more profitable. It makes profit. It makes stocks look better. They're more attractive. And the stock market goes to the sky on the illusion that there's more money to be made, more circulating around. That's his story. There's other stories to it, but I just want to help you understand that for a bit. That's how we get this. So obviously this isn't going to last, and this is why we're in such a great bubble, even in the winter season. And, and, and I want to remind you of something I've said this month as well. If you compare the 11 years of the Great Depression from the top in 29 to what people consider the bottom in 1940, we had 20% cumulative, so less than 2% a year, real GDP growth. Well, from between 2007 and 2018, the same 11-year period, we've had 19%, 1% less. In other words, we've already had a Great Depression when it comes to the lowest earnings and slowest recovery in history. The difference is we got the big wallop on the first side in the, in the early 30s and an aftershock crash and, and many depression 37 38 on the backside this time we got a medium-sized depression-like downturn on the beginning and we still have the greatest debt deleveraging and crash on the backside where my indicators say 2020 to 22 my hierarchy so that's what we're looking for we've been in the winter season it has been greatly lessened by all this stimulus. And we've avoided the type of deflation, debt deleveraging and crash we've had in the past. But we're not gonna avoid it for much longer because this bubble has gotten so extreme and bubbles always burst. So there you have the bear story that we are still in the middle of a giant 
uh, bubble. And you know that you hear this all over and there's many, many sources on it and, and that we can't borrow money forever. This gets into the fiscal debt because, and it gets into private sector debt. These are all the, we live in a world that is simply soaring along because it's a bunch of borrowed money. The United States government borrows it from other places. It's never going to get paid back. Then they let that lets private debt get built up by the banks. If the banks fail, the government bails them out, and there's going to be a day of reckoning. That is very possible. Very possible. Now I want to go to the other side of the story. But before I do, I want to help you understand this just a little bit more on some take-homes. We are giving a giveaway today of some materials that we've produced because one of the things I enjoy in Straight Talk Wealth Radio is breaking it down for you and helping you understand these basics. At the end of the day, when it comes to the retirement planning, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the pre- preparing for a very fragile part of your life where you can't afford to make another mistake because the horizon for doing that has passed. You better not make another mistake. I have to translate these things into strategic solutions, strategic matters for my clients and how to implement them. So I'm a little more practical about it. And uh, that's why I keep my eyes on this. I'm not just, uh, you know, a a wonk nerd on it. I only really care about this as far as it's, what am I going to do with this client's retirement funds that are going to keep them safe? But, you know, if we thought doomsday was coming tomorrow, we'd just put all the money in the bank and just wait for doomsday to come. And I'd be brilliant, but we've been, you know, people have been saying this is going to happen for 10 years. I would have, I would have been the worst advisor in the world if I told you to put your money in the bank for the last 10 years, because you would have earned nothing and you would have been mad at me that all the bad news that was supposed to come never did. So I've got to figure out how to grow those funds and grow wealth and be prepared for maybe a blowdown like Harry Dent is describing. Very, very challenging. We have methodologies to do that. We're very alert to the potentials that we don't want to miss along with the protection from something that is systemic. Uh, so anyway, we're going to help you understand that we've published some materials. These are uh, from our prior seasons on the air. We're going to be producing some new ones, uh, I'm sure, sometime this year that we'll let you all know about. But I've got some boxes of some of the old ones, and I'm giving them away today. The number to get those is called is called it's called the phone number. It's 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. Only why supplies last. And that's the truth. I'm not going to go print up old reports. But I did a report that will really, really, really help you understand inflation or deflation. Help you understand this debt, debt deleveraging and all that. It's called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. I am the author of it. It goes into strategy and how we plan to keep your funds growing and safe in either type of environment. And the number for that is 844-789-7234-844-789-7234 free. And, uh, and then, um, We'll also got two other giveaways in that. We have my interview with David M. Walker, the former Comptroller USA, who was also the uh, the trustee of Social Security and Medicare. And his uh, interview that I did called The State of the Union's Finances. And in this interview, he actually tells you as one of the top CPAs of the United States and his awareness of this risk, 
how he has set up his own retirement portfolio. It's in that recording. Uh, you can have that on CD. If anybody still has a CD player left anywhere, maybe in your car, you can listen to it. The number for that, 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. And then uh, you'll also get my interview with Harry S. Dent on the great gold bust ahead. And what, even though his predictions were off on where gold would be at what time, it's great essentials on understanding whether gold is an alternative in a disastrous situation, whether it works, whether it can keep you, whether it's valid as a safe doomsday plan or not. We really go into it. That's another about 45 minute, I think, interview on that. You can have that CD for free while I still got some left in the box. 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. We got about 10 minutes left. I now want to go into this morning's, actually, this was on uh, Friday morning, Logan Motashami, that is M-O-H-T-A-S, H-A-M-E, Logan Motashami, M-O-H-T-A-S-H-A-M-I. Excuse me. Did I say E? It is not M-E. It is M-I. I'm doing a lot of stuff while I'm doing a show, okay? I'm juggling. Forgive me. But we're going to, listen, I'm going to be interviewing Logan. He's fascinating, and he is a bull. And he says all of this fear and loathing is bull, Pucky. And he's very, very sharp. Go to LoganMotashami.com and sign up for his blog, get his newsletters and read them. It is the other side of this story. And this is why you need to be listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio routinely. Go to my website, get on our email list, because every time we do a new show, I email it out to all of our people. We've got a lot of blog entries that we'll do. We'll cover more of these stories in detail that we can't do on the air. We're going to have events. I'm sure we will feature Logan at some events i may one day if i'm really lucky i may get this bull uh logan and this bear harry dent to sort of go at it together in one form if i can if i can trick them into both showing up at once although they both probably listen to my show but um i want to cover the other side of this so i'm going to start and i'm going to have to narrate through this because this is sort of a technical analysis that logan did friday morning that went uh, on uh, Facebook and you can follow him on Facebook. That's a really good way to follow him is to uh, get on his fan page. We're going to run a little bit short on this, but we're going to be doing an interview very soon. We'll have a lot more of Logan, but I want you to hear, I'm going to narrate through this a little bit. So you kind of understand why he is negating some of the things that Harry S. Dent is telling you. Woo! Interesting jobs number uh, today. Uh, that came out. And one of the things that's uh, uh, happening in 2019, literally all my forecasts for the economy are starting to merge all together. So I'm going to go back to the end of 2017 to talk about uh, a few things. Uh, my main call for 2018 were for yields to invert uh, last year. And um, uh, typically when you call for a yield inversion, uh, uh, it would be recessionary. I never use the R word. And we actually inverted the yield curve in my mind. And I know there's literally, I don't think there's anybody that would agree with me on this, but there's actually a really technical model for this uh, that I, I don't really want to get into, but. Okay, real quick, I want to explain the yield curve for those that don't understand. When you take a risk over a long time, when you lend money over a long time to someone, you expect to receive a higher interest rate than if you let it to them over a short period of time. And usually you'll see that long-term interest rates, if you buy a long-term bond, you're going to get a higher interest rate than short-term. 
But when you see that there's a lot of uncertainty in the economy and people are worried about the future, they won't they won't buy the long-term bonds. So the interest rate comes down and down and down to attract more buyers. And you actually wind up with an inversion where a short-term bond is paying a higher rate than a long-term bond. Historically, that has always been a precursor of a recession coming. One of the things I discussed with uh, privately here with Logan this morning is he says, throw everything out that's been happening in the last 79 years. The indicators that used to be aren't anymore. Kind of a, an agreement that, the Fed has changed the rules of everything, but he's not blaming the Fed. He's kind of supporting them. But the point is, he's saying yield curves don't necessarily point to recessions anymore. And that's what he's discussing here. The second aspect was, you know, talking about the Fed and inflation and, and what needs to be done. And I gave my model out to the public last year. If you actually take that model, you incorporate it to where it is today, Um where the Fed funds is forecasting three rate cuts, it runs exactly to where my model was uh, provided last year. So that that it, right now it looks like there's going to be three uh, Fed rate cuts. I'm, I'm not. I don't believe that's probably going to happen. But if that does, they converge. But the big thing was for 2019, my job growth forecast was actually for 137 to 157. That is the range. Uh, and I've always talked about this. The job numbers is is doing much better than I thought. We are down with these negative revisions down to 164. So we're actually, we're still beating my expectations for jobs. Now, in recession bizarro land, <clears throat> remember, every weak data point is trying to be extrapolated to a recession. And, and, and a really good example was on Twitter today. Uh, a lot of the anti-central bank people um they mind my work for, wait a second, you know, he has a different take than all of us. He's been right, we've been wrong. And I try to and I, and I explain to them, I'm the only person that called for yields to invert last year. I'm the only person that called for a one handle this year. A one handle means that he's projecting, I think it was a Fed funds rate, but he's basically predicting that interest rates are going to go down to 1%. And mind you, what's contrarian about this is that uh, everybody knew f- interest rates were going to come up, that the economy was going to have trouble because interest rates are going up. And Logan's been saying, no, they won't. They won't. And we can sustain it. And you know what? They'll probably actually come down. And still the jobs data is better than my forecast. I'm going to explain one reason why. But again, none of this is recessionary. But the problem is that nobody forecasts these things. So when this happens, you have the anti-central bank people who talk about a recession side, and then you have the we're not at full employment uh, uh, people on the left side. The, the the left side is actually really interesting because really we're arguing that the U.S. economy isn't at full employment. We should be creating jobs. Now, the worst thing that could happen for this group is actually if job numbers start to come down and job openings goes up because they really invested a lot of uh, uh, time and capital on this notion that there's a huge sitting workforce out here, which I don't believe. I've been very consistent about this for years out here, um, that if you had – Full employment, the full employment data, and I've written about this for years, would actually be under 120,000 jobs per month. And then you see uh, uh, you see uh, job openings go to 8 to 10 million. That starts to look like full employment for you. Okay, one of the things that he is saying here is that there's been this idea that a lot of people are off the employment rolls and that the unemployment, the low unemployment figures are not real. He argues that they are and that this is just another sort of bare myth that uh, all these people are sitting there trying to get work today that can't get it. So again, this is this is really like for me, this is really fun because if we get back down to the 137 to 157 uh, thousand, which is the forecast, then it looks pretty much right to me. That to a lot of people 
would not be good because people think this is, you know, there's all these people sitting at home, not willing to work. No, that's not the case. Uh, the Rick Santelli's of the world thinks that, and I, and I truly believe this, this is where the macroeconomic discussion went really bad. The missing labor force, the Americans that have sat at home for eight, nine, or, you know, 20, 30, 40 years looking for work, but have never worked since World War II. No, that's not how economics works. So, um, 10-year yield might break under 2% today. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, the U.S. has just put an exemption on some of the China uh, uh, tariff goods coming in on June 15th. Remember, uh, in regards to the tariff game, okay, if you're going to fight multiple fronts going into an election year, the Chinese know this, right? And I think that there's, 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 there's a problem with that. The notion that the Chinese economy was collapsing, that they were going to uh, do a deal. So let's talk about the deals that have been made. We haven't signed the new NAFTA deal. We've extended the tariffs uh, timeline on Japan and Germany. China hasn't dealed yet. And now on top of that, we put the tariffs on Mexico. If you're the Chinese, what would you do? You wouldn't do anything. You could go ahead, start a war with everyone. We'll see how 2020 looks like. And I think speaking on a political economic side, if you adjust it to what the elections are coming to, uh, the Senate Republicans will not allow a 25% tariff to go into 2020. Why? Because if you look at the tariff data, Ohio, Michigan, Texas, uh, uh, they get hit with a tax. Okay, so the narrative going into 2020 election, if the 25% tariff goes in, you have to outweigh the pros and cons of uh, fighting the immigration issue at the border or hitting the domestic economy side. This is where I think this is why I don't believe it'll be uh, allowed by the Senate Republicans, because in theory, it is a tax. That's how it's always been. There's nothing odd about it. Um, it becomes more problematic as we head into toward the later parts of 2020. This is why I don't believe it'll occur. You actually already saw the exemptions on China. This is actually already set up. They have certain levers in play right now to alleviate some of the concerns. Why? Because, as always, tariffs is a tax. So this is why I say you got to you take the take the noise out of the out of the thing and see where it comes. Um, but again, as always, don't make the mistake. Uh, I understand the emotional aspects of economic theory, right? Political economic theory. The Republicans say that this is the greatest economy ever in the history of the world. I've documented that, you know, some of their statements are factually incorrect. Uh, the president is a agent of chaos in the sense that, you know, he pull, he rallies his base, but he polarizes the other. These things, you have to exclude it. And that's why I always said, you have to look at economics without an ideological view or a um, propaganda view. If you could do that, which I don't think most people can, I think humans are very emotional homo sapiens they're just this is this is the way we've always been you can actually see the data more clearly so uh year to date still even with the negative revisions is higher than my forecast for 2019 so it'll be more interesting to see how this goes now because we have tariffs on a neighboring country and the second biggest economy in the world coming in and what you see is that uh, the thing that doesn't get talked about is you know, if we're going to have a tariff war, what will companies do? Will companies just sit back? Everybody just assumed that a deal would be done. Okay, the longer this goes on, the more problematic will be on the political economic side. Political economics is different, right? Real economics is there, but political economic theory is something else because you're looking for votes, not for economics out here. So this is where it gets really interesting out here because if you look at the Fed Funds futures, it's pulling for three rate cuts. 
if you tag my Fed needs more inflation, they actually will merge right now uh, uh, in it. So we'll see if that takes place. But I think we got a two uh, 2.05% low. I think, I don't know if it's any lower right now. So it'll be uh, uh, really interesting the next part of the year because you have other factors that are coming in that don't traditionally work with a, uh, a economics budget. Fun, fun, fun. And don't let the American bear scare you into recession. I've already tagged a few anti-central bank people. They've got a recession now at early 2020. Okay, usually it was 2019. They moved it on. Remember, these people keep on moving on their recession calls for a while now. And if it goes with the yield inversion, again, I'm someone who was the first person to forecast yields to invert. I'm the only person that actually says yields inverted last year. I'm the only person that has a one handle on the 10-year yield forecast this year. All of that, in theory, might seem really bad, but no R word yet. Well, I had to let that go for a while. I hope that wasn't too technical for you. But if you want a deeper understanding, listen, get the free package of materials today. My report, Inflation, Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. My interview with David M. Walker on the State of the Union's Finances. My interview with Harry S. Dent on the Great Gold Bubble Ahead or the Great Gold Bust. You can have them all for free when you call 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. This package of materials will get you the basics, will help you understand these more complicated technical analyses in the future we're going to be doing more of this and 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 simple retirement planning strategies too but let's talk economy we're all thinking about the economy we don't know if it's going up we don't know if it's going down get the basics follow us on this show we will keep talking to both sides of both sides of the boom and bust 844-789-7234 gets you the free package of goodies 789-7234-844-789-7234. The years for free. See you next week. On Saturday, 10 a.m. Saturday, 10 a.m. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services, California license 0E48147.